And we are live. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Mark, Catfish and Crappie, talking about Night Nightlines Live. Today's guest is Dominic Turcotte. Did I say that right, Dominic? You did. All right. Dominic, Dominic, where are you out of? Uh, Southeast Michigan. South? On the, bank, on the okay. banks of the Flint River. On the banks of the Flint River. I'm not too familiar with that area, but we're going to... Uh, uh, we're going to dive into that here. Let's say hello to the people in the chat. All right. Let's see what our participants. We got Betty with a couple crosses fishing. Betty, that your name of that channel is a tongue tire. I'm sorry. You know I've called you worse, and I apologize for that. Uh, Avid, what's going on, buddy? Avid Fisherman. Um, we have Catfish Weekly. Lyle, what's going on, my friend? Uh, Catfish and Pappy, how you doing, sir? Finn Seeker TV, how you doing, buddy? You are all over the place. Fishing with Chris Souders one week, and then Hagen Grubbs the other. You and Braden, that was, that was cool to see you guys got that fish. I wish I could have gotten to that live stream. I know there were some issues and stuff, but I bet you there's going to be a video coming up from that, so you guys should check that out when it comes out. Uh, Catfish and Pepe, said little Vin. Uh, D, hello, D, how are you? My favorite fields, how are you? Uh, James Dockery fishing. I'm, I don't want to, I don't have much to say to James. Uh, Kevin Baker, <laughs> KY Big Cats and Bourbon. What's up, my friend? Mike, Mike Turner, Musgrave Adventures. Roger, how are you, my friend? Hope you're feeling better. Uh, it was nice talking to you last night outside with the haze. What's up, buddy? Uh, Ryan, Ryan Bortz, Blue Collar Fishing. Hey, I know this isn't your first time. How are you, sir? Thanks for coming in, checking it out. Uh, Sean Abney as well. Let's see who else just came in. Ace Cat Fishing's in here. How you doing, Ace? Uh, Chesapeake Bay Catfishing. You know, if you get a chance to check out a, a, a channel, uh, check his out. It's pretty good, Dominic. Um, Chesa he's got some Chesapeake, Chesapeake Bay Catfishing. You can go back when you can come back through the um, uh, through the chat when the chat's actually listed. You can go through. Uh, I see a Jackie Vaughn that logged in. How are you, dear? How's it going on? Or, sir, I'm sorry, I can't see your icon. I'm getting old. Ace, Abbott. Hopefully, I didn't miss anybody. I see people coming in. Uh, thank you for coming in. Always remember to hit that like button. Uh, subscribe if you're not. I'd really appreciate it. All right. That was a that was a mouthful, but we got through that. So I hope I... Oh, Creel. Creel Catfishing. There's another gentleman you need to check out, Don. He's a good guy. Good, good guy. Uh, that man can cook. That man can talk. And that man can fish. You know, he just landed, I think it was a 54-pounder bumping down by him in Louisiana. The thing was a beast. I want to go bumping so bad. I want to go. You know, I just ordered a bumping rod, and I got a reel to go for it. Look out for the review. I'm really looking forward to it. So hopefully this spring I'm going to be able to get on that bump. That's going to be fun as heck. Oh, uh, let's see who else we got here. I think uh, if I missed you, I've, uh, forgive me. Uh, David Ogden, hello. I think I missed you. Uh, Jason Lamb, I've got a chance to fish with Jason. He's a great guy. Uh, Kevin Baker, hello, sir. Uh, outside with the haze, welcome back. Hey, we're filling up, Dom. Everybody wants to see you. How's that make you feel? I'm happy about that. It's good you're to happy. be here, Mark. Thanks for so the invite. You're very welcome. Me and Dom have uh, kind of known each other through Twitter back in the day when I had a bunch of uh, followers there and kind of lost the the the. the I kind of lost the Twitter vibe. Uh, we don't want to get into that. Was old fishing Twitter, by the way? Like fishing Twitter, like you know, five plus years ago was a lot different than how it, it was. was today. Mm -hmm. And I've I've been on Twitter for you know maybe ten years or so, and I've seen it come in waves like this. It's transformed the world of social media, uh, you know, in, in ways that have you know changed in so many different aspects, like. People aren't advertising in magazines like they used to because they're advertising digitally on Instagram and Twitter. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, the past 20 years in fishing media has been unreal. 
it has been it's it's been crazy there's a lot of changes and stuff um i just kind of keep my head down I've, I've met a lot of good people through here so mm-hmm. and i keep off of twitter I, tr- I try to post my videos and stuff and my links out there because it can't hurt helps with the algorithm you mm-hmm. know and the search results and stuff so you kind of got to do that but uh twitter is what it is um i try to keep away from politics be- except uh yeah keeping them to myself and my close ring of people, but that seems to be the the dumpster fire of the internet, if you ask me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Reddit's kind of like that, too, I noticed. Oh, yeah. It's dead. You know, it just sucks you in. I, it does. I tried posting some links to my videos on there, and they get blocked, like, constantly. I've, I've, I've been curious about using that as a source to share my channel's videos, but it's just, you, you know, uh, a wormhole of the internet. There's everything and anything in there. It, you're absolutely true. It's uh, it's uh, hold on one second. I got a message here. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. You, but you know, you just do what you got to do. All right. So you're in south. You're in southeast Michigan. For some reason, I thought you were closer to the Detroit area. So I apologize for that. So so how long is the Flint River? Do you know offhand? Uh, Detroit is southeast Michigan. It is. I thought Detroit was like north, closer to the UP. Oh no, no. My bad. Forgive me. Bad, bad, Mark. Mark. I need the geography lesson. James Docker, you're supposed to. About an hour and a half south. Uh, That's where I attended university. Um, Okay. My my hometown uh, is in Columbiaville, Michigan, and that is uh, the Holloway Reservoir, and it's an impoundment of the Flint River. And the Flint River, I believe, is about 87 miles long. Okay. Um, But not too far from my house, we've got a 2,000-acre reservoir or so, give or take a little bit. Uh, and it's solid channel catfish fishery. There's no flatheads, but I grew up out there, you know, targeting channel cats when I was younger. And it's made me the person I am today. Actually, you know, there's nothing wrong with channel cats. There's, I don't think there's a person in here that isn't a fan of a channel cat. You know, a lot of these, uh, a lot of the people in chat today, uh, you know who you are. They, they live on uh, waters that are heavily infested with blues. And I don't mean infested isn't bad, but there, there's a lot of blues, which give the channel cats, you know, a lot of competition, but they still love them. We actually have a, um, a trip planned that we're putting together. Me and uh, Lyle over at Catfish Weekly. Um, I'm not trying to name drop him again, but it's just what it is. We're, we're planning this trip uh, in May uh, for Mendota. A lot of the people that are in chat are going to go. And uh, if you if you see, uh, I don't know if you're subscribed to Hook Catfish. I believe so. His latest video he just put out. That's where we're going. He caught countless 20-pound-plus channel cats out of there. Okay. They've got beasts, and I'm looking forward to it. I was actually having plans to go up there next week, and my truck took a took a turn for the worse, so i got to get some oh, more to work done. That. Well, that's all right. It is what it is. Things break. Um, all right. So uh, you got started fishing for channel cats. I know. Let, let, let's take a step back real quick. I know you do a lot of smallmouth, a lot of walleye fishing. I do a lot of fishing, period. Period. That I kind of yeah. noticed. I noticed you always had it. It's those big football-sized smallmouth I see you catch, and that countless number of walleye that really piques my interest, man. I'd love to get on a walleye bite like that one of these days. Um, so uh, how'd you get, let's say, uh, what, what did you start with? I'm guessing panfish, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. And I went over that in one of my more recent YouTube videos where uh-huh. on the dock I learned how to fish when I was younger. I was, you know, giving a panfish 101 breakdown. And that's, that's how it all started. But I remember being in seventh grade, and one spring I just wanted to go down to the dock and try to fish for something bigger than bluegills. And I was throwing this this horrendous colored-looking jig head and twister tail. And I remember catching two largemouth bass back-to-back with it. 
and this was you know 2008 2007 back then you couldn't target bass out of season in michigan i don't know i was just a kid i didn't know that but it made me feel really good and it opened up the can of worms into catching you know anything that swims that's how a lot of people start. I remember the first time I ever caught anything on artificial. I was like shocked that it happened. It was like magic. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're looking over that water. There is nothing there, and then boom, you pull something out of nothing. That's one of the things that got me set up here. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a little drama in the chat room. And that's nothing new. Um, cool. So, uh, you got in the ba- you got into bass fishing, which uh, I'll tell you right now, there isn't too many bass fans in the, in the chat room. But you know what? They 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 like a good story. So, um, now how'd you get into smallmouth? Small smallmouth, as far as I'm concerned, I don't have a lot of experience with like wipers, uh, stripers, or white bass. We just don't yeah. have them up here. But yeah, I consider do. smallmouth for the access I have to be like kind of like the 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 flathead of bass. I, I'm I'm not a big largemouth bass fanatic, but them smallies, man, they they fight so hard for their size in that water. And that moving river water that I really like them. Um, it's a big you get, way to do it. Yeah. How did you make the transfer uh, to smallmouth or how did you start targeting smallmouth bass? Well, when I was younger, I grew up on a, on a private lake and it was stocked, you know, pretty well with, with large mouth and, you know, yeah. mid two thousands going out there, wacky rigging, throwing the jig, you know, it was pretty easy to get on a large mouth bite. And, you know, I was a kid, I didn't have a car. I had a bike, you know, I had a canoe. I couldn't, you know, go exploring and go find smallmouth, but Southeast Michigan is home to some smallmouth gems if you really know how to look for them. Yep. So, you know, you, you find a couple and then you catch a few big ones and then you land a couple in special situations. Like, you know, a four pound smallmouth bass and a little bit of current is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun for a mid-August fish. It, def- it definitely isn't. Yeah, our smallmouth season's like that. Our smallmouth season doesn't start till like June, I think 21st or 16th, something like that. But uh, th- th- they're fun to catch. Like I said, even a little. So how, do- how does that differ? So, okay, you're, you're catching smallmouth on-, on a lake, right? Do you do any river smallmouth fishing? I do a lot of river smallmouth. Okay, and then I know you do a lot on the Great Lakes, don't you? Yes. Well, how-, how do those three differ or do they not? Um, the rivers fish really well in the summertime when it's warm because they're going to hide in holes and bends and around cover. If you're going down a three-mile stretch of the river, you might have, you know, 15 places you generally want to cast, mm-hmm. you know, in a stretch of river that I personally know. It's kind of like, okay, let's go to this boulder now, then let's go check out this bend, and then let's go fish through town. Uh, it's sometimes you can call it before you haul it and there's no feeling like it but you strike out quite often like i i went four or five trips with no fish but then i caught one and it changed you know my attitude about it yeah i wouldn't know anything about that four or five trips without fish <coughs> this week oh, <clears throat> anyway I'm, i like that call it before you haul it i'm stealing that yeah. don't get mad i'm stealing that from okay. you uh very cool. Uh, yeah, the only ex- exposure I have to smallmouth is on the Fox River here. Uh, and, and that was, you know, at the beginning of my, when we moved out here, I targeted them for a while. And that was pretty much uh, what are the, Ned Riggs. That's what I call I was going to call them the other thing that everybody calls them. Mm-hmm. Ned Riggs and banging crankbaits on rocks. So that's, that's pretty much the extent of what I do. Either that or floating minnows, big shiners under floats around rocks and stuff. That's always pretty productive whenever we're chasing them. So that's an easy, lazy man's way, and I'm old, so I like that way. All right, so um, how about the walleye bite? How'd you get involved in that? I mean, is that something you're able to do from shore there, or is that something you actually need to hit somebody up with a boat, 
buy a boat, get your own boat. What's going kind on? Of. You, you can shore fish within reason. You got to know where to go to realistically. Um, and logistically, it's challenging for a lot of people because they're so far away from these fishing points that, you know, I personally know of that are public, that a lot of people know of, actually. Uh, it, a lot of the times, it's a lot of, a lot of risk for small reward or payout. Some people don't want to be driving two hours to get to the pier and only catch, you know, one or two walleyes. But yeah. sometimes when you're there, they're there. It's, mm -hmm. it's how fishing goes. Yeah, that's 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 a lot of the way the fishing around here goes as well. Um, it, it, you know, you, you either drive to unknown waters or, or, or waters that'll produce or they won't. And um, I mean, it's 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 all part of it. Um, I know a lot of spots that are really productive at certain times of the year, but it's like when I go after King Salmon, I'm driving all the way up to Racine, which is a solid two hour drive for me. And, you know, I, I can go 2000 casts and, you know, four hours, six hours, something like that. Actually, I figured it out once I forget what it was and come home with nothing. I'll do that for three weeks straight looking for salmon. Uh, but that's just an example of how you kind of got to try no guts, no glory. Right. Yeah. I, I drove up North salmon fishing three times this fall and it's about three hours one way and i didn't land a single one but i hooked a bunch of them but it yeah. is what it is you gotta sharpen them hicks of them hooks i'm sorry yeah i, I sharpen them or like I, once an hour i go through i sharpen them i'm bouncing that stuff off of rocks here on like uh on lake michigan and stuff so anyway uh that's a totally different topic all right so um i know uh i remember when you were first getting in a looking for big catfish uh, I remember talking to you a little bit. I remember us messaging back and forth. Uh, so why don't you tell me a little bit about what drove you to get started in that whole part of fishing? What 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 made you want to go from catching the channels to looking for those big flatheads? Anybody can catch, you know, regular fish, but it takes a special person to catch a big fish. Really? Do you hear that, everybody? And especially, I I want to add to that and say, flathead fish, right? Yes, <laughs> you got to sit out there. You know, like. It's, you know, you, I feel like with flathead fishing, you really got to try. Like channel cat fishing, like where I'm from, you can kind of BS your way through it and get by. Flathead fishing, it's, you know, we got to do our research. We got to make sure things are looking all right for us. You got to put in the work for it. Ever catch a, here's a question that I want to ask. Ever catch a flathead on chicken? No. No. Okay. Thank you. That's all I want to say. That's directed at the people in chat. I know you got a couple of chicken videos, so that's kind of a hot topic. I was doing that before Catfish Dave and Dieter, by the way. I know you were. I remember you doing that. I remember seeing that. I remember seeing that video going, all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not as drunk. <laughs> well, you know, um, remember that, what was it, the chicken chum bait that uh, Chris Flores used to make? Chicken liver chum bait, something like that. That was the first time I ever saw anybody using actual like chicken breast. I believe that's in that whole mix of that for a while. I've seen obviously we've seen chicken liver forever. I, I don't see why chicken breast would work any different, uh, especially once you're adding whether it's garlic powder or Jello or anything. But there's some people out there. There's some people in chat that caught really big fish on on chicken, um, really big blues. But I've yet to come across somebody that's even accidentally caught a flathead on one. So uh, that'll be interesting. I'm thinking about. When I'm flathead fishing next year, to trying to accept that challenge, but I'm, I'm kind of on the anti-chicken side. But that's just me. I don't knock anybody for trying it except the couple that are in the chat. You know who you are. I, I don't see why they wouldn't hit it if you put it on a demon dragon and maybe, you know, floated it a little bit, gave it some action. I don't know. They're die Well, I, I, anything can happen. You know, I've caught, I've caught baby bait, like really small, less than a pound flathead on stink bait once. 
Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, that was a, it. Was a tiny. It it probably thought it was a damn worm or something, and and took it. Who knows? Uh-huh. Smelly worm. Sorry about that. That's my dog jumping off. Um. So, have you gotten to do any blue fishing for blues? Yeah, we fished Watts Bar Lake uh, last month with Captain Scott Manning, mm-hmm. and we we caught you know we caught quite a few blues, and we caught some very nice flatheads down there. Um, the blues are different. You know, they their their heads they kind of look like rounded bullets, and mm-hmm. it, like all the ones we caught, they looked like they were covered in boogers, like they were sticky. They had a lot of they had a lot more slime on them than yeah. I've ever seen on a fish in Michigan. I, I, I have yet to catch my first blue, which is one of the trips I was going to make next week. But I've seen the countless videos of what the line leaders look like when they get all wrapped up in them. It's oh, always yeah. kind of it's always kind of surprising. Uh, let's see if we got any questions here in chat. So um, I know that you guys was that you or was that uh, one of the people in your party that got that monster flathead down there in the video? Oh, that was my buddy Cam. So okay. The four of us went down there, uh, you know, as as our you know Columbiaville catfish crew. That's what we like to call ourselves. And we rented a cabin and, you know, our friend Dale, he'd never caught a flathead. And he, so he got first fish and it was like a 40, 40, 45 pound flathead. And then we're like, okay, Cam, you can go next because he just started catfishing earlier this year. And he ended up missing it when he pulled, took it out of the rod holder. It was a striper bite. It was very, very quick. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, you get a do over. And you know, that next fish, was a seventy pound flathead. Seventy pounds. That's a big fish. Well, for Watts Bar, that's a that's a that's a that's a big that's a big fish anywhere. Yeah, uh, yeah. Watts Bar's got some big fish down there. I've seen some monsters. That's that's like the catfish holy land down there. I'd like to make a trip down there someday. Maybe this winter we'll see what happened. And my dance car's getting all filled up. So uh, that definitely your that video is on your channel. I remember watching it. Uh, anybody, uh, if you want to check out Dom's page. Uh, subscribe to his channel, which I uh, would love for you to do. The link is in the description. Um, so, what did you learn on that trip with the uh, with the guide? What, what, that, that's one of my things that I might think about hiring somebody. I'm I'm, I'm considering okay, so, it, but I'm looking to so see what you, what they have you, to offer. Are you asking about? why guide or what I learned? No, what you learned from a guide. I can understand why a guide. If I'm going to a body of water that I know absolutely nothing about, that's as big as Watts Bar, hiring a guide would definitely be something I would do. You have to. It's a a whole new world. Mm -hmm. I I learned that these these northern systems fish nothing like, like, like what they do in the south, especially, you know, how temperamental Tennessee and the mountain fisheries can be. And especially, you know, the Southern United States was going through a post hurricane front at that time. We're fishing 90 feet of water. You know, there are cliffs not too far away from us. The water was like bath temperature warm uh, at the surface. And there's just, isn't a whole lot of activity going on. Mm -hmm. We would just sit in these spots over top of, you know, rocks or pieces of structure and, waiting to get them to bite. It was very different. You know, vertically fishing for big catfish like that is, it was different, but it was pretty cool to watch the rod go over and take. Oh, so you guys were suspending, suspend drifting? Yes. That's fun. I do a little bit of suspending. You know, my whisker seeker ice rods, Mm -hmm. I always have two suspend drifting off of my boat whenever I'm out. Mm-hmm. Just just in case. But that, that's always fun when they take them down and pull, you know, the tip of the rod into the water. So mm-hmm. uh, what what kind of depths were you guys fishing? 
Uh, generally speaking, 75 to 90. 90 feet. Yeah, that's crazy to me. And uh, was, there a thermocline when you, was there a thermocline when you were there? Yes. There was? Okay. I believe it was around 60 feet or so. 60 feet. So you, you guys would fish above that? Is that how that works? Yeah. Well, in some spot, in one spot, yes. But for the most part, it was within three feet of the bottom. Three feet of the bottom? Yeah. Hmm. I wouldn't have guessed that. See, that's good to know. That's one of the things to do. Let's see uh, who's entered a chat. We got a bunch more people in here. We're up to 30 viewers. That's pretty cool. Oh, it's good to see people coming in. Uh, let's see here. All right. Let's see if I recognize who just walked in. Norm from Catfish Headhunters. Uh, hey, Norm. Hopefully you're done streaming. I hope you got a bunch of fish. Creel, I said hello. David Martin, what's up, my friend? Oh, you got your ice rod out there ready to go? Oh, yep. Fishing with the scroll. What's up, buddy? JP3, little buckets of sunshine. Hi, Anna. How are you? Hope everything's good. Hope the hot sauce is done. Outside with the haze. One ton fishing club. Is that Josh or Art? I'm not sure. Hello to either one of you, whoever that is. That's another fun channel to check out is One Ton Fishing Club. Those guys are pretty cool. Um, David and David, man, I said hello to. I don't want to miss anybody. All right, so you ready for ice fishing? Yeah, yeah. It's been a few years since I've been able to seriously dedicate myself to it mm-hmm. because you know I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna age check myself and sound like a boomer, but you know we don't have winters like we used to. No. <laughs> um. Over over the past you know ten years or so, you know sometimes we just don't have fishable ice and past few years i've been at university and i didn't have the chance to ice fish this year i'm going to be able to do it a bit more and i'm pretty i'm pretty excited for it but i'm i'm not much of a diehard uh i'm you know i love it but i am a boom i'm I'm not a boomer i'm a gen xer i ain't gonna call myself a boomer but i'm getting (laughs) up there where i i really don't want to do like the two mile walks and eight inches of snow anymore and we don't get enough snow here outside of chicago to justify uh, side by side with tracks or, or a sled. So, if anything, I'm thinking about renting some ice shanties up in uh, Green Bay. So that that seems like it'd be fun. Go do a lot of whitefish and, and walleye fishing up there. So, oh yeah. Uh, let's see if we got if we have any questions in chat. People just saying hello to one another. Uh, Norm giving a status on how we did fishing. All right, cool. If you have any questions, if you guys could uh, put whatever special characters in front, kind of point it out to me, that would be cool. I'd appreciate it. Um, all right. So what are your plans for your channel? Well, I earlier this week, my goal was put out a video every single day. And I put, I went three days in a row and I got very tired, you know, and I went out fishing one time and I, I didn't want to come back and edit a video and upload it. Um, but I, I've, I've got more in studio stuff going on. I've been redesigning everything and I'm kind of, you know, seeing what works and seeing what doesn't. I've got a, you know, a catfish mascot. That's pretty cool. I like him. I've got, uh, you know, lights, you know, a microphone set up. The internet's running pretty well. Um, and, you know, just taking it month by month. For the remainder of November, I'm going to be trying to do some lake trout fishing and some burbot fishing. Uh, might go off for perch, but I'm not sure yet. Bourbon fishing, I've never had a chance for that. So is that something you're going to try eating? You're going to do a catch and cook? That's 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 the best tasting fish there is in all of freshwater. Really? Even better than like crappie and walleye? 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's garbage compared to bourbon. Really, <laughs> I gotta try that. There's no bourbon out here, but that it's might be worth the trip someday. Uh, so, do you keep a lot of walleye when you're fishing? Now that we're on a catch and cook kind of. Yeah, sometimes in the in the in the spring when I get the chance to go out and you know if if I feel like cleaning some fish or if I have freezer space, I'll drop them at my house or my buddy's house. Uh, but springtime generally, I'll go out with somebody and. They don't want to keep them, and I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll get a big batch in spring and call it good. But for the most part, when I catch them, I'll throw them back. Welcome, Chris Flores, Muddy River Catfishing in the house. Thanks for checking it out, my friend. How are you? <laughs> good deal. Nice to see him drop in any live chat. It's always good to see Chris. We were just talking about your chicken liver chumbe too, Chris. How you were probably one of the first ones to to use chicken on YouTube. Uh, I remember that video from way back. Very cool. Um, all right, Tom. Uh, now, um, so you so you're trying to do one video a week. That that trust me, I know what that could be. Uh, one one a week's kind of rough. Oh, I, I was I was I was trying to do one a day. One a day. Yeah, and I did like three days in a row, then went fishing, and I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know how you mean. I tried I try to fish three days a week. I've been baking a lot of uh, of fishing videos. I haven't had time to do some videos, so or any editing. So hopefully, I'll I'll be able to put that together. But I know you put out a good stream of videos. What do you add here? Let's take a look. Let's take a look at your channel real quick. I'm looking at 2,800 plus subscribers. Let's see. Do you know offhand how many videos you have? Like 158. 158, very nice. And I'm looking at 523,000 views. That's a that's a lot of views. How long have you been how long have you been making videos or how long have you been on YouTube, I should ask? About about I, I posted my first video about three and a half years ago in my college dorm room that I you know I, I started playing out playing around with an old iPad and I'm like, oh hey, I'm gonna see what I can do with this, and you know, it you know turned into all of this. And that's how long ago? That was uh, about three and a half years ago. Three and a half years ago, so you've been doing that for a while. That, mm -hmm. That's cool. I, I remember seeing some of your videos early on going, you know, I ought to do that. I said that for about that long. Yeah, and I finally got around to it. I remember talking to uh, uh, Catfish Bill or Captain Billy. I'm not sure what he goes by now. And he kind of recommended a bunch of channels and a bunch of camera equipment and stuff. That was kind of cool. And then finally took talking to, like, Spencer a couple of times, and then Keith over at Fish and More, uh, he he really you know uh, pushed me into into doing it, which is cool. Which is why I'm here talking to you. Why I got all these people in the chat room. I I can't ask for a, a better hobby, I should say. Yeah, for sure. All right, so um, we talked a little bit about what you had planned. So what what are your goals? What are you looking to to get out of your channel? Um, write it out. As of now, it helps pay some bills. Yeah. If if I can keep doing this on the side in a few years and it helps me with a car payment or maybe my rent or, you know, help my way through graduate school, that, that would be pretty cool. But, you know, helping people fish and documenting it along the way, it's pretty fu it's pretty fresh. I like it. Yeah. So uh, you're are you in graduate school now? I'm, I'm in the application process right in now. In the application process? What are you what are you trying to get into? A PhD program in clinical psychology. Clinical psychiatry. Is that something that uh, uh, I kind of, long story, that's another thing. Yeah, yeah my, my wife went to graduate school before I did, and I, I just never went back. But, uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that, that's a lot of work. That's rough. So uh, kudos to you for going after it. Very cool. Thank you. Uh, see if we got any, uh, are you doing online uh, classes at school? 
Oh no, no, I graduated back in back in April. Oh, so you're okay. So you're in between. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Uh, we got Missouri. The coronavirus made everything very, very challenging. Yeah, I'd say so. I have a lot of friends who have kids that are away at school and stuff, and they're all coming home, and they they. No offense to you, kids. They hate it. <laughs> like, get them out of my house. <laughs> but they love their kids, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you gonna fish it all this weekend? You know, I think tomorrow morning I'm going to go out for channel cats. It's supposed to be uh-huh. a warm day. I think I'm going to stay local and take the recycling back and go hit the river. Very cool. Um, what else was I going to talk to you about? All right, let's 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 go over some of the general questions. Uh, everybody's talking about muddy river catfish rods. Those are pretty cool. All right, let's talk about uh, your equipment. Uh, what's your gear choice for catfish? What do you, what do you like to use for flatheads or channels? Both. We got time. Oh. Okay, for channel cats, I have uh, just your go-to white ugly stick. You know, I, I'm, I'm trying to beat the hell out of it to see how long it really can last. It's um, going to be a long time. It's holding up. You know, for a $30 rod, it's holding up. I also have a Berkeley Big Game. It's a casting rod with an Ambassador S. Um, and I, I do the same with that rod. I've had it for a few years. I, I'm, I'm intentionally too rough with it, and it, it holds up pretty well, you know. I say that relatively. I'm not going around swinging them up against trees, but they see their fair share of work. Yeah, I, you know where I wreck my rods? The back of my pickup truck, man. Mm-hmm. Getting them in and out, I destroy my rods there. Um, so, but they take a beating. Those ugly sticks, I have an ugly stick that's going to probably date me from 1993 mm-hmm. that I still use. <laughs> was it the Catfish series? No, it wasn't a Catfish series. It was just okay. a... The old school black with the red and gold uh, wraps on it. I still yeah. have that in the garage. I kind of converted that to my one of my bait rods. I use that for my bullhead rod pretty much. I've gone through three reels on that one rod in all this time. Oh, so it, it's held up. So there's no reason to get any fancy rod for that. Um, I've had my share of some high dollar equipment and stuff, and it's got his pl- its place, and uh, it does make fishing more enjoyable, but not for bullheads. I, I don't need it for that. Yeah. So. And I've got. I've, I've always been a big Berkeley fan. You know, I like their bass stuff and their walleye stuff and their their catfish stuff, you know, of course. So I got their E-Cats. You know, they were, they were pretty nice rods. I don't think they have them for sale anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the brown, I've got two of the brown ones, and then I have the special white one from Catfish Connection. And that's the rod I caught all my blue cats with in Tennessee, actually. Very cool. And are you a braid or a mono guy? Uh, I, I use I use a lot of braid, but it both sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of guys that use a. I know somebody who uses braid for channels and mono for flatheads. I would think that's the other way around, but yeah. it works for him and he produces. So uh, there's a lot of guys out here who are anti. Well, it's just like the whole chicken yes, chicken no yeah. kind of deal. But I can understand that applications have a lot to do with it. Uh, I see Justin's fishing fetish showed up. Hey, Justin. Uh, Missouri Creek Fishing. I think I said hello to you, Robert. How are you, my friend? Uh, that's another cool channel. If somebody could post his link. I think you're a, yeah, Robert, you're you're a, a mod. Go ahead and post your links, everybody. He's just getting started. Uh, Skip Stewart, again, hello, my friend. How are you? Uh, it's always nice to see Skip. Skip's a really good fisherman, spends a lot of time fishing with uh, uh, Roger, if I'm not mistaken. He, he knows what they're doing. Them guys can knock it out of the park um all right so are you a circle hook j hook man 
What's your hook of choice? Okay. I like circle hooks. I, I probably use circle hooks the most, 75% of the time. Uh, I use a lot of kale hooks mm -hmm. for flatheads. They they hold uh, my bait fish really well. Um, I use green sunfish quite a time, quite a bit of the time, and they've got you know quite a big hump above their lateral line between their dorsal fin, where mm -hmm. the kale hook you know you, you can pin them really really well, right. and they stay you know nice and alive. Mm -hmm. um, I've I've used the the Gamagatsu Big River Super J hooks before. Um, those work really well when I'm using smaller baits, mm -hmm. post spawn like uh, pike minnows, creek chubs. If I, if I'm nose rigging, okay. Well, I think they, most of the time it's circle hooks. I, I you know I I use as far as J hooks go. I, I'm a circle hook guy for the most part, but I do use J hooks in certain applications. Um, if I'm uh, for some channel cat stuff, I use J hooks. Those big river hooks, I love them to death when I'm doing them on a float. I like to set the hook. Um, on, on fish underneath a big old float when I got a live bait or a big chunk of dead bait on there. Um, they're, they're just, they're, they're, they're good hooks. I like them. Uh, there's a lot of good hooks out there, but the Gamagatsu big river ones are probably my J hook choice. The whisker seeker ones I like, um, as far as circle hooks go, I have, I just picked up like 30 of these, the whisker seeker, eight odds. They were on sale. Mm -hmm. uh, I like the, the mustads. I've been using them forever. Um, what else? The team catfish ones I like. I know you like a lot of team catfish stuff too. Yeah, yeah. They 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 do make a really really good hook. Their double action circle hook is one of my favorites. Thanks for stopping in, Mister Flores. Always nice to see you. Have a good evening. Thanks, Chris. All right. Uh, have you seen any of those muddy river catfish rods yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw. Wait. Oh. I saw them back at Catfish Conference. Catfish Conference, yeah. They're, they're really making a, a, a. They're making their way into everybody's hands, especially here in the chat room. They all love Chris. They all love his rods and stuff. I got a bunch of friends who, who use them and they adore them rods. So when I get yeah. down to the Catfish Conference, I'm going to pick. Yeah, they got like that uh, really cool handle. Almost reminds you of a golf club. Yeah, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, you're swinging a golf club how hard, you know, not as hard as a, a rod, so you're going to hold on to it better. It'd give you a good grip as far as I'm concerned. Let's see. I'm just trying to see if there's any questions in chat. These things sometimes get going pretty good. Yeah, and I hear that Chris has got a, a special rod coming out. I'm going to take a guess here. I haven't heard anything. I honestly haven't, but I'm hoping he's coming out with a medium. That would be cool to see a medium rod in those. A lot of people get a lot of use out of them, and 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 I know that Chunky Chunky loves his medium rods. He loves his his uh, Muddy River catfishing rods, and I think he can't wait. I think he might even have one to be honest with you. I don't recall if he mentioned that on a stream or or if people just seen it on a stream. Do you ever catch any of Chunky's uh, live streams? He fishes in the DC basin. No, no, I have not. That's another channel you should check out. He's the guy who paints his rods so they glow under fluorescent light. It's pretty cool to watch his show. I've been in there, and he's had a 1,000 people watching him while he was fishing Good. at wow. one time. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Everybody likes Chunky. Uh, I'm looking to see what else is going on. So you still uh, you had mentioned let's let's go back to the social media and how things have changed at least on Twitter. Uh, I do get notifications every time you post. 
no, I thank see those you. all the time. So you're still you're still taking part in in all of that, huh? Oh, okay. Um, I'll, I'll I'll let the cat out of my bag and expose how I handle social media. I'm cool. very conscientious and how often I'm looking at my phone and I'm using my phone because I try to be very mindful with how, pro how, how productive I am every single day. So when I tweet, I tweet through a different app and most of the time I'm tweeting hours or even days before that tweet even gets posted. Okay. So, I'll, and I'll get back on the laptop and go through and see everybody's notifications, but I, I try to, you know, really yeah. limit myself on there and just put stuff up on YouTube. Uh, just because it's like it's what I like doing. Yeah, I think we probably use the same app. I kind of use that app for my uh, for the fishing channel at least. I spend way too much time on social media, but it, it is what it is. I work for myself, so if I'm waiting, if I'm waiting around for a call or whatever, I'm always on there in the middle of doing exactly. something in the job. So it is what it is. I need to be on there less. Uh, let's see. Tim Molina's in the house. What's going on, Tim? Jack, he's never heard of him talking about a medium. That he hasn't really talked about it. I think it's just been kind of assumed, as far as Chris goes. Uh, Chunky's. I wonder how much of a medium it would be, too. I don't know. I like the you know I use, my mediums are whisker seeker rods. Uh, I like them because they're a little firmer than than the ugly sticks I've picked up just yeah. a little bit. They're a little thinner. I like you know the big beefy meat sticks aren't always what I'm looking for, especially if I'm bank fishing. What's important for me for bank fishing, you know, I which I do a lot of still even though I have a boat, is you know weight obviously, you know, and I'd rather be able to hold four rods in my big hands, you know, carrying them in one hand than than two rods if you know what I mean. So those are some of the silly reasons why I use the rods, and they, they obviously got to perform well. So, oh, yeah, this, this rod I'm playing with in my hand is the Team Catfish Medium Action Thundercat. Mm -hmm. um, I've never seen a medium rod like this. If like I could kill someone with this rod, it is stiff. Like, oh, yeah. I've it's pretty heavy. I'm not much of a fan of it, but you know it. it yeah, it's definitely not a medium where I come from, but it's it serves a, a, a good purpose. It fishes a lot like a medium heavy, but, you know, an outdoor shopping channel, you can get them two for a hundred and uh, they fish all right for what they are. Yeah. A hundred bucks. I think that to me, that's a lot of money for a rod. <laughs> it's two, You get two of them for a hundred. Oh, two of them for a hundred. Well, that's yeah. not bad at all. You can't beat that. Yeah. How's the shipping on those? Uh, free. Oh, there you go. Well, that's not bad. Fifty bucks a rod. You're 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 right at ugly stick price range, right? Yeah, I, and that's why I figured, hey, a hundred bucks, might as well try them out. And they're they're all right. I've got slime cats. I've got the whisker seekers. I've 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 played with a lot of different rods. I know what I like. Yeah, you know what? That's that's what I keep telling everybody. You you got to try them. You're gonna burn a few until you find what you like. Um, you're gonna you're just gonna have to go through it and do that. Uh, let's see, Jamie. I've been through a lot of rods. I got a stack of rods in my garage that I've used a couple, three times, and 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 they don't get used again. That I might use them as launders if I'm taking uh, someone who doesn't fish much. Uh, I'll 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 let them use them, and they have no complaints. Uh, Jonathan Mardigral, how are you, my friend? That's a buddy of my son. He's always in here. Palmetto Catch is in the house. Palmetto is another channel you need to check out. Yeah, I'm familiar with Palmetto. Yep. Uh, do you talk with Kevin at all? Kevin's a good dude. No, I have not. 
maybe you should. He can help you with uh, some clothing designs and stuff if you're looking for that. He's got a little business on the side. I know he's been doing that. He prints a lot of cool T-shirts and stickers and stuff, so he'll he'll be more than happy to check you out. Uh, what's your what's your favorite reel? Uh, Lyle's asking. Okay, casting reel. I really dig the Abu Garcia catfish specials. Um, I've got the new one, and I've got the orange one that came out a couple years ago. They perform pretty well. Um, as far as spinning reels, I've got the Okuma Avenger, mm -hmm. um, and, that, and that's a pretty nice spinning reel. But I could see how after you know frequent wear and tear on a spinning reel would burn them out. So I think in the future I'm going to be leaning towards exclusively casting reels. Casting reels, yeah, that's yeah. What I, for for catfishing is what I'm using. I like for when I'm fishing. Ones, yeah. yeah, if I'm fishing for crappie or or salmon or any of the other fish, I'm a I'm a stratic guy. But <laughs> that's a you know a lot of people aren't willing to to spend that kind of money, but I kind of am. That, that's a $450 reel for under 200 bucks, as mm -hmm. far as I'm concerned. They're a hell of a reel. And I agree with you on the Abus. I've always been a big Abu fan, uh, even though I got a surprise for a new reel that's coming out that's stepping outside of the box a little bit. But I'm going to save that for a surprise when I get my uh, my new rod as well. We'll do a review. Uh, Chad's got a question. Fishing with the Chad. He's got a great channel. He's got a great show. I've, on I've heard his channel. Yeah, that's, uh, that's some guy I kind of know. Me and him cross paths once in a while. He wants to know what's the furthest you've traveled to fish. To solely fish or a traveled where I actually Both. got to fish. Both. <laughs> um, a few years ago, I had the opportunity to go to Ireland and I went trout fishing there. Oh, that's a that's a dream fishing trip. That, that would was be awesome. beautiful. I remember you posting pictures of your Ireland trip. Yeah, that was that was really really cool. Um. But when we were younger, we, my dad and I, we, well, our entire family, we did the, you know, typical American spring break road trip to Florida, and we went to Disney World, and we ended up driving down to Okeechobee, so southeast Michigan to southern Florida, you know, a bass fishing trip along the way. It's, you know, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, there's, there's a that that place, that's a pretty famous place. Almost, probably as famous to most bass fishing as as Watts Bar is for catfishing, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see if we got any more questions. Somebody wants a Krampus. Did you know that uh, Lyle Stokes is going to start making ice fishing rods? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he is. We're calling it the Krampus rod. It's going to be striped like a candy cane. Oh. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. That's creative. He's going to be so mad at me. <clears throat> let's see if we got any more questions. Well, I was in China a couple years ago, and I didn't get the chance to fish there, but I wanted to. It looked, no. it looked interesting, but it, it it just wasn't wasn't feasible. So Watts Bar really isn't that big a, a travel for you if you've been to Ireland and all the way down to Florida and such. Yeah, that, that, that was yeah, that was just you know nine hours. That's that's nothing. Like like I said, you know like. You know, I drove up salmon fishing three times, you know, six hours total one way, and I didn't land a single fish. I'll just do it. That's cool to be able to say that, too. Um, what would be your dream trip now that you've been all of these? Is there any other place you'd uh, still want to go? Oh, I want to go into, like, central Russia and fish for the Arctic char. Do you know in, uh, what is in eastern Russia where they have those monster trout? What are those called? They have like the world's biggest trout in a river in, in like far eastern Russia, almost in Mongolia, I think, actually. The Timons? 
I think that's what I'm, yeah. that, I think that's what it is. That's always that that's a cool fish to go after. You know, I have a I have an uncle that's still alive. He's in his 90s now, but he's like the president of the Eastern European Game and Fishing Association. Really? He's been, yeah, he's been bugging me to come out there and go fishing, and he wants me to go out there and, and hunt some pretty exotic stuff, but I, I just can't make it. And, you know, that's a it's a thousand dollar plane ticket to get out there. So I don't yeah. know. We'll see what happens. Um, I've always wanted to go out there and hunt the, you know, they got wells. They're stocked out there now in the rivers in the San river. And uh, I want to go after Xander. I want to go after a fish that looks like a 40 pound freaking walleye. Yeah. That looks like it'll be a fun time. Fun thing to do. He keeps sending me all of these pictures and stuff to my dad, actual like physical pictures to show me. And, and I think uh, my aunt puts on YouTube. He might even be watching right now or he'll watch the replay, which is kind of awesome. cool. That's yeah. That's one of the things why I really love doing this. And yeah, actually, Stephen, you're right. There are some huge sturgeon in Russia. You ever do any sturgeon fishing? I've been trying so hard lately, Mark. Um, Southeast Michigan, the north, the northeast end of Lake St. Clair and the channels. You know, there's a lot of sturgeon hanging out around there, but you know, it, it could be a little tricky from time to time. I've been out five times and you know, we haven't gotten a bite. Uh, well, that's usually the way it goes. I yeah. told you the story. It took me almost a whole calendar year to catch a little longer than my whole first calendar year to catch my first flathead. Yeah. It took, about, it, it I think took it's about for me. I know people that have caught them like on their first, second outing, and I kind of don't care for those people. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> it's a fish. That's another fish that you got to you gotta either know somebody who knows what they're doing or where to go or really grind it out and find them. So I know a lot of people are heading up north here in the Wisconsin and and they're, they're killing them. And, of course, you got people like, you know, Luke over at Northwoods Angling. That guy's always killing them up there. So that's somebody I'd like to fish with. He's another YouTuber I'd like to fish with someday. Maybe we'll see him in uh, in Mendota. That would be cool. Uh, let's see if we get – oh, can, hey, look at this. Jim's fishing right now. Hopefully you're getting a monster. Let's see if, we, if I missed any questions here. Sometimes I'll go through. <laughs> Got people talking about the movie Grumpy Old Men, one of my favorites. You like that movie? I've, I, I've never seen it. Ah. I know it has something to do with guys and a catfish, but I'm not much of a movie person. Yeah, I am not either. It's an older movie. Back when I used to actually like watching TV, that was one of my favorites. So Yeah, my, I, I just don't have the attention span for movies, but I'll sit for 10 hours for a flathead. I just don't have the patience for the idiocracy that the media has turned into. Oops, did I say that out loud? Uh, <laughs> it looks like he's only been out there 10 minutes uh everybody's jealous very cool uh, so you're going to continue looking for sturgeon in the future maybe if if it gets warm if it stays warm within the next week or two uh but that'll probably be my last shot for the year it'll probably start getting very very cold soon before you know the holiday sets in mm -hmm. And do you, do you try them uh, for them from shore, or are you getting on a boat with them? I, I get out on a boat from shore. It's just not as effective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Looks like Palmetto checks out your your tutorials. That's nice I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, let's see what we got here. Hey, Sampy, what's going on, my friend? Everybody's kind of hollering at me. Uh, Green Hornet trucks again. That's more grumpy old men. Uh, thanks. Oh, these smokes down. Well, it's, it's, uh, man, it's cool finally getting to talk to you. I'm finally happy that we hooked up. Thanks, Mark. Um, so, uh, what else you want to talk about? 
do you have any personal beliefs about flathead that you know you've you've concluded on your own do i yeah yeah uh, all right do you ever fish for muskie yeah. yeah i think flathead are muskies that you got to put your back into yeah. i think the hours and the time and the reading and the patience you need to put into them is definitely that um uh, if you're asking, do I believe solely live bait or cut bait? I don't. I've caught them on both. Um, I believe you can catch them during the day. You just got to work harder. I think the harder you work, the more the more you up your chances. Um, it, it, it's all a game of odds. Uh, that's the way I look at it. Um, learn, learn, learn the area you're fishing through maps, experience, time on the water. Um, mm -hmm. Don't always think a fish is going to be where it's going to be because it's usually not once you do. Um, deep water doesn't mean big fish. Um, brush piles don't mean there's a fish in there. Um, give it 10, 15 minutes. Move if you're daytime flathead fishing. Night, you can wait them out. You can wait for them to come by when they're feeding. How's that for a start? Yeah, I can't believe it took you only a year to learn all that. I learned that over some time. It's been yeah. a while. I, I flathead are, are I, I love that fish. I, I, I just do. There's something about going 20 minutes from my house in an urban environment and be able to get a 57 pound fish. That really is, is cool fish that people don't even realize is there. And you got to coat like there's that whole word magic again. It's like coaxing it out of that, that, that hiding spot that is it's there, you know, and it's, it's the river reaper. I don't care what you say. He's the king. He'll eat a muskie. He'll, he'll eat any other catfish. Bass are like appetizers for him. And there's something about that whole thrill. There's something about going that, something about outsmarting him, figuring them out that, that really does it for me. Uh, anybody yes, agree with that? Anybody agree with that in the chat? Now that I've babbled on for like five minutes myself. Oh, goodness. It's, it's, it's like hitting a game-winning shot when Absolutely. you pull up to a creek mouth and you've got the bait and the water's a little high and you're like, Oh yeah, it's gonna happen here, and then you wait, and a few hours later, you know, a forty-pound flathead comes through. Like it's, you know, we 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 fished in Ohio earlier this year, back in May, and every spot we pulled up to, we we got fish. And it felt really good to be able to do that in Ohio. That can't be the Ohio River because I've heard stories. I've heard stories about that Ohio River, and it doesn't sound like the. <laughs> I'm gonna get some hate for that one. <laughs> so where was it in Ohio? You did so well. That's the Maumee River. The what river? Maumee. Maumee. I haven't heard of that one. I'm sure Roger or Skip have heard of that one. Uh, yeah, it dumps in a Lake Erie from Toledo or in Toledo. Oh. And it's okay. only two and a half hours from my place. Yeah. So it's you ever do any tournament fishing? I've done some, like, tournament bass fishing, but I'm not too big on the, the competitive side of things. Um, I like taking pictures. I like making videos. I, I like catching fish. That's a lot of fun. But uh, the structure of the tournament fishing and other people fishing messes with your fishing. It's not really my thing. Uh, hold on. Betty's got a question. Let's see what Betty's question is here. Is muskie good eating or something? Apparently, we used to have them plentiful, but not anymore. I've never oh. eaten a muskie, but I have heard from multiple people that muskie is pretty pretty good table fare. I've never eaten a muskie, but I have heard from people it's supposed to taste very, very good. 
I, I believe I had one a long, long time ago on one of our trips up north, like up to uh, Hayward, Wisconsin. Uh, my parents used to take me up there when I was a young whippersnapper. And I believe I had some there, mostly pike, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we had some musky while we were down there. Uh, but I couldn't tell you the difference. I would imagine it would taste something like pike, right? I don't know. The, the muskies are big. They're very lean. They're eating, you know, really big stuff. I feel like a lot of the a lot of the pike in my experience are kind of swampy, small, stunted pike. So, yeah. You know, I, I, I can't say I've eaten a whole lot of pike in my life to really say. Yeah, the, you know, the pike population's kind of coming back down here where I'm at. I know the Displains River, um, I've seen in the past two, three years on social media, I've seen people catching, you know, the little snakes, the little hammer handles to full 30, 40-inch fish in the last summer. So they're obviously starting to to make some room up here. I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's the Displains River. That's not something I fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I caught a I caught a muskie on a crappie jig last year. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! It was a hammer handle, but it was a muskie. That was kind of cool to do. I caught one on a crawler harness two years ago. That was almost four feet long. Wow! It was crazy. Well, I've caught one another hammerhead. I was bait fishing. Actually, it was we were having near floodwater conditions, and I was at a little small local quote unquote reservoir, pretty much a dammed off creek, fishing under the bridge just to see what's under there. I hooked into one. It was like what, like twenty six inches, but just on a number two eagle claw hook and a, and a whole worm, and just gobbled it up. Man, they're, you know, fish are fish. Yeah. If, if they have an opportunity, they're going to bite. Um, I had an interview with the ladies. I had the ladies take over, and one of our guests, uh, actually two of our guests were, were competitive anglers. Uh, one of them, um, Violet, she's more on the, the bass end, and uh, she was saying fish are fish. Put the food in front of them. She says the way to win a tournament, which is why there's always somebody different winning them, is is get that presentation in front of them. Either piss them off or hope they're hungry. So mm-hmm. I kind of keep that in mind. So uh, And that works pretty much for any fish I've chased, which is pretty cool. I agree, Jackie. We all like crappie. Do you do any crappie fishing up by you? I really don't care for crappie fishing. Why is that? Are you one of them? What does that mean? Well, I don't care for bass either, so I'm one of them. So, uh, like, uh, so growing up, but you know, my dad and everybody's grandparents—they were always like, "Oh, the perch fishing used to be so great back when I was younger." Mm-hmm. And you know, past twenty years, there hasn't been a whole lot going on as far as the Great Lakes when it goes to the perch numbers. So, you know, I've caught you know smallish kind of perch. But I've learned to appreciate big bluegills mm-hmm. and like as as a piece of panfish. I just think the crappies they're too they're, they're kind of fussy, but they're not quite my thing. I guess. Okay. Well, I, I thought maybe you had them so abundant that you got tired of catching them. I was going to head that way. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn how to catch them though because I hear they're really good cut bait. They're, they're, well, can you use them in Michigan? Mm-hmm. You can use crappie in Michigan. Yeah. Wow. We can't use anything. I think the, the rules are so unclear here. People have told me that if you catch it on a lake and it's within the creel limit and the size for that specific body of water, that you can use it. Mm. Whether or not I believe that, I don't know, because if that was the case, I'd be using trout heads for for channel cats day and night, you know? And, you know, if I'm if I'm filleting a bunch of crappie, why can't I throw those you know heads into the freezer and take them out with me the next time I go out? But yeah. For some reason that is, but then again, I would use a bass for bait too, though. But that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> See, that brings that thought. That brings a lot of people to, that that gives them that look. 
And all, all these states are, are so different when it comes to their bait fish laws. And I'm, I'm one thing that I will say, if I could drive one point in this live stream, you know, if you want to be a good flathead angler, you have to be good at catching bait. Oh, absolutely. Like I've got, I like, I keep ice fishing rods in my car. I've got a cane pole. I've got an ultralight. I've got like four bubblers. I've got buckets. I've got the hoses. You got to keep them alive and you got to change their water. Because if you take care of your bait fish, it it could end up, you know, giving you a few flatheads. So absolutely, you know, two words for you. You ever tried better bait? No, I haven't. You need to get some of that. Better bait. It'll make your life a hell of a lot easier. It says powder stuff. It ain't the cheapest, but a jug of it'll last you two years. So okay. we can bait. talk offline about that. Yeah, I've been all down that whole bait quote unquote rabbit hole my for, for a long time now. It's 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 an art and and once you get the hang of it, you you hate it, keeping them alive. Catching them isn't too bad. At first, when I first started uh, flathead fishing, it took me a while to get the whole, well, you wouldn't know that from, uh, <laughs> I did a one versus one where I was at, like flathead or uh, panfish versus trout, and I got skunked so bad this week, Dom, it was ridiculous. But that's another <laughs> story. That's the reason for the, I don't know if uh, Dockery's seen the banner down below. I'm guessing he might have, but that's a inside joke. Um but, yeah, it took me a while to, to get the hang of it, and it's always a good thing uh, uh, when you find them panfish. So, uh, all right, Dom, we're, we're right at an hour. I want to thank you for uh, being a part of the show. It was great to finally talk to you in person. Thanks for uh, having me on, Mark. We, we can touch bases offline, and uh, if you have any other questions for me, if you want to hook up, I know we talked a little bit in the green room about some stuff you want to talk about, which is cool. So I want to thank everybody that's out in the chat room. Thank you so much. Uh, we were up to like 32 people, I believe. Uh, if Ooh. you could give me – yeah, that's pretty cool. If you could uh, give me a thumbs up before you leave. If you're not a subscriber, which it looks like – hey, Stan, what's going on? I just saw that you made it in here. Good to see Stan in here. Tim Molina, if I didn't say hello, if I missed anybody – uh, please forgive me. I'm really trying my hardest not to miss anybody these days. Uh, I, this is the last thing I want to do. Well, again, I'm going to say good night. I'm going to say thank you, Dom. It was great talking to you again, saying that again. Uh, and uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Get out and get a monster. All right, God bless.